everyone, and welcome to the all-new all-fiction podcast. I am Touche, and I am happy to be back for our fourth consecutive episode for the new all-fiction cast. It's uh, a bit hard to believe, but uh, thankfully I am not alone. Um, I have the... I can't think of anything clever for this week. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you guys especially don't get to be beautiful this week. Um, Is it because we actually of, had a fourth episode? In, well, is it I, I know. I've, I've, I've ran out of, uh, of clever things to say already. <laughs> Sounds like you have to at least give me a year to come up with these things. <laughs> um, but I, I, we, we have uh, Leon and Gene, as, as always. Hello. The fourth episode, we're making podcasting great again. We're making history here. And uh, I'd just like to thank you guys for, for joining us one more time. Uh, we've, uh, this has to be some kind of record for the most consecutive podcasts within like a two month period for us. Possibly. Um, but it's uh, it's going pretty well. We hope that uh, that everybody's enjoying it. So let's go ahead and kick some things off. We've uh, got some some good topics for this week. We will start out with uh, getting caught up on what everybody has been watching slash playing, and uh, we'll let, uh, let Leon lead this off this week. Hmm. What I've been watching and playing, huh? Well, this past week uh, since we last. Uh, spoke about it all. Uh, it's been the usual, you know, Final Fantasy XIV is the staple. But uh, since then, I've started um, Gravity Rush Remastered. And that is a pretty fun game, actually. I, ah. I never got to play my Vita copy, but um, once I popped that in into the PS4... Uh, it took a while getting used to the controls, but once you get them, it sticks with you. Yeah, they're kind of, uh, they're a little bit janky at first, especially where they didn't change it up much from the Vita version. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the biggest issue with it. But the the game itself is very charming. Yeah, it's very and, good. Uh, I don't know. It's fun and it's it's yeah. different. It's very good so far from what I've gathered. But though I think what helped me get the controls even quicker is when is because I I did like some of the challenges early on, like very very early. I did like some of those time trial challenges. Yeah, where you had to like do well. You both have played it, so you know like when cat is in the air and you have to do that like that diving kick. Mm-hmm. So I was like using a mix of that and, you know, falling gravity, you know, falling down to the ground to speed up and all of that. So that helped me, be, you know, master the controls quicker. But so far, uh, I think I may be like almost halfway through the game. I'm not sure, but it's pretty fun. And I, one thing that I really like about it is the, I didn't know it had a made up language. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, that that surprised me. So I'm not too fond of that. Just like the gibberish they're saying to each other. <laughs> really? I mean, I think it's pretty fun because it reminds me of what other game did that? 
man. Well, Zelda yeah, there's a handful. Yeah, yeah Zelda does it. And that kind Zelda, of well, the funny thing to me <laughs> was I read a comment online where somebody was talking about it, and they were like, "Why did they leave this in Japanese and not translate it?" I think, and I, I was saw like, that. Uh, <laughs> "Dot dot dot." Yeah, I think I but, saw someone uh, comment that on that. Yeah, are you? Um, I, I know you, Tommy. You're going to play the second one. Do you have any interest in the second one, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. If, I was thinking either. I was debating if I should get it day one or um, pick it up later at a discounted price, just because I'm playing so many games right now. Yeah, funny. I mean, uh, hmm? oh, sorry, Tommy, go ahead. No, I just was gonna say, funny that you mentioned that. I picked up uh, the second one earlier today. Yeah, I just got mine in yesterday as well. But uh, I, I do feel like the price will probably go down on it fairly quickly. Probably. Um, just because it's not a major title but i would like to see japan studio continue to do games like this so that's why i went ahead and picked it up just to kind of support them yeah so um yeah it's a good game series and i i hope the second one's good i haven't even had a chance to start it though i did play the demo and i, I did like the demo so far for the second one so right. did you guys watch the ova Yes, yeah. I didn't get that takes place after the first game or, or right before yes. the second? It's well, okay. it's between. It's like a bridge between yeah. the first and the second. Okay, so I can't um, I will watch it after I beat the first game. I mean, I don't think it spoils anything in particular, but not really. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but, yeah. The other's fine. It is, it doesn't really do much, but it's not like great, but it was cool that they did it, you know, especially leading up to the game. Okay. Right, yeah. Cool. All right. But I, w- I would definitely check it out after you finish the first game. Yeah, I shouldn't hopefully take too long, uh, even though work is being a pain right now. So uh, once I get that out of the way, well, that reminds me, another game is keeping me away from Gravity Rush right now, but that's a demo, well, beta, whatever. It's um, Neo, the Neo beta. It's, what, what, the Matrix? Ne- <laughs> You know, no. Yes, I do. Well, I like to think that I do, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Neo Last Chance beta. Um, that ends, uh, I guess, Monday morning or whenever. The, you know, the Koei Tecmo game. That's like a cross between Dark Souls, Animusha, and who knows what else. That's a very a hard bit game. Of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of Ninja Gaiden in there. Yeah, third in there too. That is not an easy game, at all, <laughs> at all. And I never, I never thought that I would um, be liking it so much. It's, hmm. it's really, it's really enjoyable. Even though if you mess up, if you mess up, you're more than likely dead. For some reason, I find that interesting, at least in this, in this atmosphere. Because you know, you're playing like. A guy who looks like Geralt from The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very noticeable. <laughs> that's pretty funny, just from the box art. So, and um, you're in I can't remember what era of Japan that is. It, it's just it, it's a really good game. I can't wait for the full game. So that's why I'm not really playing it that frequently. I played some a few hours of it earlier today. And, um, yeah, it's something, I'm not sure if you two would like it though. If you, play, if you, if you two played Dark Souls, 
than all Onimusha, and you may like it. I'm a bit of a Dank Souls connoisseur. Well, try the de- well if you get the chance to try the demo. <laughs> no, I, I'm really not into Dark Souls. <laughs> I like I like the Demon Souls, but uh, yeah. But but Sean, don't you want to play as a white man in Japan? I already did that last summer. <laughs> and well, to give you even more reason to play it, uh, the story seems like it's gonna be. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But um, there's one guy in it. I think it's Hattori Hanzo. Hattori Hanzo. I think it's him, if I'm not mistaken. This guy literally pulls a cat out of his coat, I think, to tell the time. Or to tell or an accident when is the sun is coming up or something like that. And it was a completely serious scene. <laughs> and he goes ahead and puts the cat back in his coat and then just leaves. And I'm like... Does he make you a sword? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he gives you a sword or, ah. or something, but who knows? Do you uh, do you get to cut a baseball in half with it? <laughs> that would be something funny to see. Though now that you mention it, there's a blacksmith in it called Muramasa. Ah. So... Who knows? It's gonna. He might. It's turning up, shape or uh, shipping up to be a really good game. I think. I've got the uh, the demo downloaded, so I'm gonna try to give that a shot this weekend. Yeah, I think so. it's only. Yeah, you only have like a day on that. So left now. Yeah. Well. But um. Yeah. Yes. Sunday. I think. Yeah, I think that's all I I got to play. Actually, been too busy. I've worked to do anything else. Oh, it's understandable. Oh, now one more thing. I began reading something new because Sean recommended it. Oh no! <laughs> What's it called don't, now? Don't listen to his recommendations. The climb. The climber. Yeah. The climber. Yeah, I'm not that far into it. I I think I'm like near the end of, or in the middle of the second volume, and so far I think it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's pretty much a sp- you would call it a sports manga, wouldn't you? Oh, oh, God, definitely don't listen to his recommendations on that. He is already out of here. <laughs> it's I have disconnected from the call. <laughs> yep. it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting read. The main character is a bit odd, but I find the. The sport, I guess, what, rock climbing, mountain climbing, is something that I don't normally see or read. So, yeah, it hooked me. It hooked me enough to, you know, read uh, a volume and a half. So I'm going to keep on. Did it make you want to climb a mountain? No, no, no. No, of course not. I don't want to die. We don't have mountains here (laughs) either, so... (laughs) Did it make you want to climb a tree at least? <laughs> well, I, I can already do that, even though I haven't done that in years. So, oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, that's that's pretty much it from me. Sean, I'll let you go ahead since I uh, I haven't watched anything because none of my TV shows that I'm watching are currently <laughs> on. It's the mid season break, and I've. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen as well with, with Tommy, but that's... Uh, Are you talking about CW sh- shit? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's the mid-season break, so uh, Flash and Supergirl start back next week. I don't know if Arrow does. Hmm. I think it may be, may, may be the week after. Okay. Well, but, we can talk about that when they both come back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. What have I been playing? Oh, so I have recently beaten Digimon Cyber Sleuth for the Vita. Oh, um, I actually Peter. bought this game a year ago, <laughs> roughly, <laughs> and I think I played it for two months, three months, and it kind of just fell off. I feel like I remember reason. us talking about it when you first got it. Really, now I don't remember that, but... Briefly. Right, briefly. Maybe I, I was just really getting to it at the time. But, yeah, I kind of, like, it fell off, off my radar for whatever reason, and I recently picked it back up, like two months ago and I kind of just got for whatever reason I just got hooked completely onto it mm. and that's a really good game um, I'm not one for turn-based RPGs or dungeon RPGs in general which is what this game is except for but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you know I haven't been Persona 4 <laughs> yeah but you, you liked and it and we, we had this discussion I did like it yes but there's something there's something with the game I couldn't progress further, so I kinda gave up. Um anyway, yeah, their Japanese style turn based RPGs aren't really my thing generally, but uh Digimon Cyber Sleuth had me really hooked. Um I guess it's in the same vein, I and I had a discussion with Shay before, it really feels like a persona game at times. In terms of the flow and stuff like that. Um so like it's a lot more accessible that way. I feel like the, in terms of difficulty, it's not as hard as your typical JRPG, for example. So it's really easy to get into the kind of like collecting of the Digimon and digivolving them. It's really addicting. Like I spend like most of my time just looking up online, like if I get this Digimon, this digivolves into that, but then it kind of branches off into four different Digimon you can digivolve it into. And you have to like look up what the the digi evolution for that one is, and like what it digivolves into after that, and stuff like that. Hmm. So you've got was, like ten tabs of game FAQs in your browser, right? Pretty much, because <laughs> you have all these like different branches down the line. Because it's not like Pokemon where it's just like a straight evolution, right? You kind of get to pick what your Digimon digivolves into, basically. So, and that again, it's really addicting. Just. So you want to catch like as many Digimon as you can and kind of digivolve them into what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gameplay is really cool. It's really smooth and fluid. Um, it works similar to... It has this thing, and I don't know if either of you have played the game, but it has like this kind of turn counter on the right side. So you know exactly whose turn it is and when they're going to attack and who oh, else is going to attack. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that in other. So I think that was RPGs. really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel like that should be like a standard, really. Especially because when you do like speed moves to increase like their speed and stuff, you can see them like bump up yeah. to like the turn list. So that's, Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. I didn't know that. Isn't that yeah. done in Persona? No. No. Hmm. So, like, when you else. buff or debuff the speed, you can actually see them go down or up the list. So, that, that was kind of cool, I thought. Must be thinking of another game. Uh, 
So but yeah, the aesthetics are really cool too. I think it's the same character designer that did uh, Yuzakura Quartet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, so really cool aesthetics to it. Uh, story was pretty solid too. Um, the game was of course uh, Japanese subs, which was awesome. So I could hear uh, Sakamoto Maya's voice. I could hear so Shirmiyuki and stuff like that. So that's always a plus for me. I think Tomato Harko is in it too, actually, also. So, so uh, are it, you getting New Order eventually? Um, from what I've seen of New Order, it's a completely different game. Yeah, <laughs> I was is, hoping to sadly. see a spiritual successor to Cyber Sleuth, but New Order seems to kind of do its own thing. Hmm. So I'm going to, I guess, wait for reviews on that to see how that goes, but I don't really have an interest in it as of now. Hmm. But overall, uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, fantastic game. I'd highly recommend it, whether on the Vita or the uh, the PS4. I have my copy still here, sealed. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I know there's mul- I, multiplayer in that, so I guess you can battle other people with their Digimon and stuff like that. Hmm. Really? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if I got that on PS4 or Vita. I'll have to take a look. I have it on PS4, yeah. I think. I guess it's the same vein as Pokemon. Yeah, uh, that imagine. makes sense. Yeah, so cool. Um, so yeah, I beat that. Uh, kind of going back to Grand Theft Auto Five. Still going through that. Uh, going back game. to six years ago. Yeah, but I like to dwell in the past. Uh, yeah, I never got a chance to play it back when it came out last gen. And I mean, PS on PS4 looks really good. Oops, like yeah. holy shit! It, I mean, this came out two years ago on the PS4, I think. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. And even now, it still looks amazing, especially for an open-world sandbox game. Mm-hmm. So, digging through that. I like all the characters, too. All three different characters. I like how you can kind of change perspective between each one. And they, they have their own different scenarios. See, I liked and disliked that about Grand Theft Auto V. And I may be in the minority, but I kind of, uh, I preferred having the single character narrative of the older Grand Theft Auto games, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That may just be me. I, I think gameplay wise and like from a storytelling perspective, I think it really elevates the game a lot more having different perspectives in my personal opinion. My biggest thing is I didn't really like any of them <laughs> really oh, like man. i don't know I, I i never beat it so maybe like they become like likeable them. as it comes I like along all, i like all three more a lot better than uh i forgot grand theft auto 4's uh four character. was uh, i'm not i'm not trying to compare it to four per se but uh okay yeah um i liked uh i liked franklin the best and like he was he was fine and then mm-hmm. I, what's the uh, Italian guy, the mob guy? What's his name? Michael. Michael, yep. Yeah. yeah, I liked him probably second, and then Trevor last, just because like I just I can't. I don't like Trevor. I don't like him as a character. <laughs> I just he's too I, I, out there. He's too out there, and I can't enjoy playing him. And so, so I kind of like that he's really out there. Oh, I think it it makes for interesting and funny situations. But right. That's I. I don't like. I mean, that's playing as far as, as character, character like goes. Right. Yeah. 
Um, Understandable. And my biggest thing, too, with Grand Theft Auto, and this is maybe a relic of the past now, but I, I always liked, specifically with, mainly with, like, 3 and Vice City, where they ha- had, like, the the mob mafia vibe to them. And I I feel like that, that has become less and less of a thing as Grand Theft Auto has went along. I really I, like the heist vibe in 5. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. digging that right now. Yeah. I, that, that definitely uh, is a improvement over the way that they tried to do that in prior Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely works much better. And I don't know, like the gameplay wise and mechanics wise, I do feel like it's probably, well, it definitely is the best Grand Theft Auto game. Um, and I, you know, in saying these things, I'm definitely not comparing it to 4 because 4 was far from an amazing game. But uh, I don't know. I just uh, I had issues with five, and I I wanted to like it more than I did. The only issues I'm having with five is just the multiplayer isn't as polished as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> given and how many people play it. Given how many people play it, and given I mean like the, I don't know four had multiplayer. I don't remember. Four had multiplayer, exactly. but it was pretty janky. Yeah, I don't think I ever even touched it. Like, I mean, at this day and age, I mean, multiplayer should be polished. I mean, like, especially for a game as big as Grand Theft Auto. And I just the, the party system is really, uh, I guess, janky. It doesn't work as well as it should. Like, I have a hard time, kind of... When we're in, like, a uh, open world, like a public session, for example, I have, like, two other friends playing... If we all want to get into like the same um, heist or challenge, like it won't automatically bring us all together. Like we all have to like get in there right away at the same time, kind of. Interesting. And like, and the heist system too, where you need four people to play it, it won't just similar destiny. It just won't pull in a random. You have to invite somebody in, or else really? you can't start the heist. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that's kind of crappy. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the multiplayer is fine, other than that. I, I just wish it was a bit more polished, uh, maybe for the next one. For Red Dead, maybe. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's it, in terms of video games. Um, I've been watching a bit of winter stuff, which we'll touch upon later. Um, Liam mentioned Koku no Hito, which I'm reading through, and I'll, once I finish that, I would like to have, like, a proper discussion or I'll give like a little review of what I thought on that because it's a very excellent series what did you say? Boku no Pico? (laughs) okay Boku no Hito the climber (laughs) Um, alright we'll we'll talk about Boku no Pico next time well we can talk about that too or we can reenact it (laughs) that sounds better yes (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's it for me I guess I'll pass it to Shay all right, well, with that, since, uh, as I said, I haven't really been watching much, we'll uh, just kind of segue into uh, our next topic, which is something that we mentioned last cast, is that we were going to uh, discuss uh, Star Wars Rogue One. And uh, finally, I had the chance to to go and see that, and I was really happy I was able to obviously catch it while it was still in theaters and uh, in a uh, nice big theater as well mm. and so I, I got the 
the full experience. And you got uh, that IMAX experience. Exactly. No, it wasn't IMAX, but it was the uh, uh, ah, gosh, what do they call it? What is it like the large format? I guess. Um, HD. What do you mean by that? No, it's like it's bigger than like the standard theater size, but it's not IMAX. I forget. They have a name for it. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I know both of you. I think didn't both of you see it like the around the opening week or opening weekend? Yeah, I did. I saw it opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I really planned on it, but I didn't work out that way. But uh, I uh, I was pretty pleased with it. I'd like to mm-hmm. hear what you guys. What, what your takeaways were? <clears throat> um, overall, I thought it was just okay. Hmm. And I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, but like the trailers look pretty solid, and this looked kind of interesting. So, as just like a pure sci-fi kind of adventure movie, the biggest problem I have with the movie is just like the characters. <laughs> yeah. And I just did not care about anybody at all in this movie i feel like they really didn't make you care (laughs) like the only characters that you sort of care about are uh mads mickelson's character pretty much because he's mads Mads is awesome um (laughs) that was uh jen's dad that is uh, yeah who is gonna be in death stranding (laughs) um and uh (laughs) That's the only reason you care about him, because he's Mads Mikkelsen. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. But no, um, yeah, he's really the only one that I feel like had much of a uh, reason for you to care about. And uh, I don't know, like, I feel like they just kept adding characters and characters, and you were like, okay, here's this guy, and I, right. I, I, guess, uh, I guess he's going to be here now. this guy? He's going to be on the team now. <laughs> yep. Donnie. For whatever reason that they don't explain. Don- like there was no building. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Donnie Yen's uh, character was pretty fun. Well, yeah, he was fun. But, uh, and I guess he, like, he sort of had a reason because you're like, yeah, he was the guardian of the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Like, okay, all right, that makes sense. You know, I'll, I'll take that. But the guy that was with him... Like, they never really explain who he is. Yeah. I think they say that he was also a guardian or something like that, but they don't really, like, go into it. And I I don't know. I just feel like they were, like, throwing characters at it just to build up a cast, basically. Uh, not too long after I saw it, someone, uh, I don't know where I heard it. It may have been a review I was listening to. They described it. The way they described it, I think I agreed with their um, their thoughts. They compared it to uh, Force Awakens, where they said that Force Awakens started off on a high note, but ended on a low note. I tend to agree with that. And, and then they said with uh, Rogue One, it started off on a low note, it ended on a high note. So I was like, okay, I agree with that as well. Because uh, Rogue One, it, it took a while to get started. And um, 
like you guys said, they just kept throwing characters, throwing characters. Here's Jin. Here's this other guy. I can't even remember his name right now. Um, the pilot uh, guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't, I, remember, I can't his remember his name, his name either. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I thought he was okay. I didn't really take, I didn't really like him, but I didn't really care about him until like the very end. Like, yeah. And I even think, then it was marginal. <laughs> I think one of the issues was, well, when I went in the main, well, it wasn't, it isn't really even an issue. It's just that you know when this movie takes place in the timeline. If you, if, if you're a Star Wars fan or even casually, uh, um, up to date on its lore, you know, where this split takes place and what these characters are doing. And you know that what these characters are doing, they're not going to survive <laughs> the, the, the movie at all. Yeah. So you're like, okay, every character that I see here, I know is going to die. Even Jin, she's not going to survive because you don't, you, you haven't heard of these characters at all, but certain things happened in the movie that I really, really liked, even though it was kind of funny at the same time. Like, I don't know how you guys felt when they tested the Death Star for the first time. On the city? Yeah. um, That destroyed the planet, didn't it? Or or no? No, Uh, no. Just the city, I think. Okay. Because they were just... Sort of that that, that hideout at the temple, the other guy was saying it. Yeah, they were just testing it to make sure that it worked. Okay. <laughs> the way it, it tore up the planet, I'm like, mm, you might as well destroy the planet. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. But I guess it was just on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, as the movie went on, I think it got better as far as set pieces and um, the action is concerned. But um, once they decided to go and get the plans for the Death Star... I believe that's when the movie is really, really, really good. From well, there, that's on. when the action kicks in. Yeah, yeah. So once that starts, it's like, okay, here we go. This is what you've been waiting for. Though, I don't know if you mind me skipping ahead. My very, very fa- um, favorite part of this movie is near the very, very end, when a certain someone, <laughs> we all know who, Darth Vader. Shows up. Oh man, I completely freaked out in the theater. <laughs> the end part with Vader, I had no issues with. The issue that, awesome. that I had with Vader was when he, uh, what's his name, the director guy, uh, Krennic, goes oh, mm-hmm. to meet with him, mm-hmm. and I felt like that scene was cheesy as hell, and I also felt yeah. like that for whatever reason, how they did his costume, Darth Vader's costume in that scene, it wasn't quite as noticeable at the end, but in that scene, his helmet was far too big for his body. Mm. And it made me think of space balls. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it was funny. just like, I was like, here's Darth Vader. This is going to be cool. And then I was like, Oh, this is this kind of this is kind of cheesy <laughs> right now. And he's and like I didn't so much mind the the cheesy line where he's like you know 
don't choke on your aspirations or something like that. Like, I didn't really mind that part. I just, how he looked really messed with me. And I was like, this does not look, he doesn't look intimidating. He just looks like he has a big head. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. That, that was, that was my issue with Vader. But I did think that that scene at the end was very, oh, man. Like, that was, that, that was awesome. So that, I think that was the, the highlight of the movie for me personally. I, I completely, uh, yeah, I completely went, I went nuts. <laughs> Like, oh, I really enjoyed all the little like winks and nods to Star Wars lore and you know the different movies and that sort of thing. Um, and, and that was fun. Uh, I don't know, I, I feel like that I guess it was about as good as it could be, mm-hmm. given that, like, as you said, you, you know what's going to happen to these characters going into it because. You have never once heard any of their names before. <laughs> right. And so, uh, so I don't know. I, for a period in Star Wars history where something important happens, but not, but the people that do it are not quite as important, mm-hmm. I, I think that they did well with what they could. But, uh, as Sean said, I, I don't feel like it, uh, you know, really lived up to what the trailers made it look like it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the, the trailers really portrayed a awesome, like, sci-fi epic, and this wasn't quite that. Mm-hmm. I think but it was good. A, I'm not saying yeah. it was like, wasn't good. And I, I, I probably a, liked it a bit better than, than Sean did, from what he was saying. I, think it's, I just mm-hmm. overall just didn't have a point to it. Like, whether or not... I mean, we know they get the plans at the end, obviously. Yeah. Like, like at the point, it's just like, who cares how they got it? Like, I didn't need this movie at all. This doesn't add anything I can to see, Star Wars universe. I can see I understand that. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... This is just, like, pure fluff. Yeah, it's good, really. to, it's good to see it, but, you know, you didn't need to see it. I guess but, these are characters I'll never ever see again. I already know they're going to get the plans. This doesn't add anything to this main story itself. The only thing for the upcoming movies that I think that it added to the main upcoming, well, not the upcoming movies, but to the universe as a whole, is number one, you learn why the Death Star had this like glaring flaw in it. Yeah, and that's true. Two, which this is like less of a thing for I guess general Star Wars fans but um, the fact that they used the uh, kyber crystals that lightsabers use to uh, power the Death Star Mm -hmm. and how they you know basically like mined out the planet where Jedi used to go and you know get the crystals for their lightsabers and so on and so forth I think that that was kind of interesting as well but Mm -hmm. uh those two were, were those two things were really the only like big connections to the other portions of Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Like everything else is just kind of like okay. I think overall it's a good start to the uh, side story movies that we're gonna be seeing from now on. I mean, uh, if we get the quality of you know 
the the filmmaking was done very well. You know, it yeah, was shot but, very well. Obviously, well, yeah. the effects were done very well. The very action. Well. I agree. You know, like if that's the level of quality that we can expect, you know, visually and that sort of thing from the other ones, then that's going to be great. Yeah, um, I just hope we get some stories that are a bit more engaging. I think uh, the Han Solo movies, or movie, I guess he's only getting one so far. It's going to be, I think it's going to be, um, like you say, uh, interesting. Because I, I hopefully it's not something that we already know. I don't think it's going to be. If it, they it's going to be young, the, right? Young Han Solo. Yeah, it's young Han Solo. I believe so. that they, obviously in the, uh, before they got rid of the extended universe stuff, mm. I'm pretty sure there was a novel or maybe a comic about his young life or maybe both. And I, I've heard a few things about it, but it's not anything that I've personally ever read. Yeah, and so I and even then they may not even draw from that at all since that isn't technically canon anymore. Mm. I'm interested in the Han Solo spinoff, but I'm more interested in the one that has been rumored since the beginning, which is the uh, the Obi Wan spinoff. Oh right, and so mm. I that's what I would like. That that's the one that I want, especially given the fact that uh, they have spoken with Ewan McGregor about doing it, so. Yes. Bring back Ewan. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, overall, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. I feel like it was... It wasn't a bad movie. I just think the characters needed to be elevated a lot higher. Like, you just didn't care about anybody. Regardless, you knew they were going to die or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously, they try to have, like, a sob story with Jin and her father and stuff like that, which I felt was pretty weak. And the rest of the crew was just, like, they were kind of just there. Last time, last thing I would like to talk about it is, uh, how did you guys feel about the, uh, the droid? Um. The, the black one. Yeah, uh, K2SO. Hey, he's fine. He's fine. Comic relief, pretty funny for the lighter moments. <laughs> yeah, movie. he's just that quirky robot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was pretty he was good. Nothing more than that, really. I feel like it worked with the tone. You know, like droids have always been, you know, the comic relief in the Star Wars movies, and I, I feel like that even though he was there for that reason, it still worked with the overarching story. And I think that <laughs> I was almost uh, more sad when he died than. Some of the other characters. Yes, yes, I agree. When he so, went, I was like, oh, man. Because he, I don't know, like he, the way he sacrificed himself was more, I don't know, I don't want to say noble, but <laughs> he, it, it seemed like a bigger sacrifice, just like the way that he went about it, I guess. Because he I was, he was trying that. to help them right until the end kind of thing. I wish they kind of went more into because he's supposed to be like a hacked imperial robot yeah. or something. Yeah, I kind of wish they went more into that and how that came to be. Yeah, I thought that would been what would be would have been interesting. Yeah, but anyway, uh, moving along, uh, let's talk about love. What? 
Let's talk about What's you. What's that? <laughs> You're talking about Dudu or Babu? Which one? Who? What? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Sean, this this was you. So, <laughs> what, what what are you talking about here? Um, we can talk about Yamada and the Seven Witches ending. All right. Oh, we're going into news. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Yamada and the Seven Witches. Uh, they recently announced this past week that the manga is entering its final chapters. Um. You may remember way back in the early all fiction days that I used to uh, kind of comment on your mind and the seven witches back when we were doing the um, the weekly manga recap thing. And I know Leon read a bit of Yamada as well early on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yamada's been going on since 2012, and I think I have been reading it since the beginning. So it's been about wow, five years, four to five, yeah, four to five years, which is amazing considering I thought it would have ended uh, three years ago, <laughs> given the story pace, how the story was paced, and the direction it was heading. But no, it kept hanging on. Um, and I haven't comment. We haven't been doing a weekly manga recap in a very long time, so I haven't really been vocal about my thoughts but um yeah this this is a series that has been dragging on for way too long and it should have so um to hear that it's ending thank god finally so <laughs> so it's a good thing i guess that it's ending it's a good thing it's ending it it's kind of been repeating the same story at least twice oh now, man i think the same major storyline it's repeated i would say at least twice yeah it's never fun Right, and it just keeps introducing characters, and then the, I won't go into the plot itself, but the plot just got overly convoluted, and it just kept dragging on. The one thing I do like about Yamada, and I wish it kind of focused on this aspect more, the comedy and romantic, the romantic comedy aspects of the, the series are actually really good. When it, be, when it comes more story-oriented, it's just it starts to fall apart. And you can, you kind of just don't want to read it at that point. <laughs> mm. So the characters itself are fun, and I enjoy all the character relations and the dynamics and stuff like that. And I kind of wish, at some points, I'd kind of wish it was purely a more romantic comedy. Um, so yeah, it's ending. Thank God. Um, I don't know if any of you watched, there was an anime two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Did you watch right. it? No. I didn't watch it either. Um, I know they did a 12, 13 episode series, one core. I know they rushed through 90 chapters. Wow. Within those 11 episodes, so they skipped a bunch of content. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Wow. It's <laughs> yeah, about see, 11 volumes. Yeah, see, I don't like when they do stuff like that. Yeah, I have no idea why they did that. Very strange. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's the most popular series, but like, I hope her next work will be better because I do. I feel like her strong points are definitely the comedy and the the romance. So I'm I'm looking forward to her next work, and I'm finally glad that she's putting this one to rest. Put it to bed, man. Yep. Speaking of putting series to bed, Pastel is wow. 
after a very long 15-year journey. Man, I never uh, thought this I'm would I'm sure end. many, many people have quit that journey years ago, but <laughs> I, uh, for, you, for those that have stuck there till the end, well done. I mean, this is basically one of those series that you thought would go on forever. Like, this was up there with yeah. Oh My Goddess. Well, Oh My Goddess went like, longer. Literally. Well, yeah, of course. But, um... I read this, uh, I think probably when it started. I- I'm not sure when. I, it started I, back in 2002. No, okay. Probably maybe a few, a few, a few years later. But, um, when I, I, I enjoyed what I read of it. I, uh, we spoke about it earlier before we started the cast, but, um, I stopped at 97 chapters. I think the reason why I stopped was because the the translation stopped for a bit. And even now, it's still not uh, anywhere near the completion. Because I think the final chapter count is 219 or something like that. And the last one was uh, 145. Uh, right now, they're at 43 volumes. Maybe 44 will be the last one. Yeah. And uh, scanlations go up to 31 volumes. Yeah. And Delray, Delray went before they shuttered, shut down. They only put out, I think, 14 in the States. 14 volumes. Yes, 14 volumes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I thought it was a pretty fun series. You know, it's one of those slice of life, boy, girl, living together. Going to school, yada yada yada. Yeah, a bit of fan service every now and then. It sounds like then. Sean and I. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty accurate, actually. But um, but yeah, uh, I would like to be able to finish it someday if someone translates the rest of it. But um, I thought it was pretty enjoyable, pretty fun. The characters were fun. I mean, way back when, I I, I mean, it's been so long. I don't know. How many years it's been even but like i i was reading it too and i think i got as far as 10 12 volumes i want to say yeah i think and like Leanne said it's the typical boy meets girl kind of high school romance kind of thing um eventually it just gets really repetitive and obviously doesn't it just doesn't go anywhere so i kind of dropped it but i'm kind of interested after 15 long years where the series is at right now and Kind of what the status of like the relationship of the characters and kind of how far they've progressed. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they're actually still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah, four I'm, three volumes later. I'm curious about that as well. Yeah, I stopped at what's this? Nineteenth uh, volume. So, I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind seeing what happened, how 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 it ends. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah. Rest in peace, Pastel. What's next? I'd like to see what what's um what's next. Cause I like the art. For this author? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I'd imagine it'll be the same vein, kind of a shown in romantic comedy, I'd imagine. As Pastel. Hmm. I I mean given the pacing of Pastel, I probably won't even touch her next work. <laughs> Not you never know. She could, she could change it up. Yeah, she could change it up. But I, like Leanne said, um, the art is pretty good. The girls are nice to look at. Of course. 
Um, we s- yeah, moving on. We skipped something. Well, we did. We did. We did. Yes, we did. It's uh, something that's very uh, near and dear to Leon's heart. I don't know if it's near and dear, but I just thought it was interesting that um, underwater. Well, you know, let, let's get it right. <laughs> How do you pronounce it now, Sean? Utaware Rumuno. Oh. Underwater Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we just got news a couple of days ago that the first game and its sequel, which I think is Ma- the first one is Mask of Deception, and the sequel is Mask of Truth, are coming to the Americas this year, which was unexpected, at least to me anyway. Because if you're not familiar with the series... It involves Ray Romano in an underwater series <laughs> series of mysteries and that he's trying to solve. And he lives right across the street from his parents. And then, and oh, they're man. they're just always causing all kinds of hijinks. Yep. I just thought it was interesting because what this is something that I watched like what is it, ten years ago? Good God, man. Wasn't this originally a game before yeah. it was an anime, though? Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, and that, that's these are the games. I don't know when the sequel came. Oh, out. these are the original games. Yeah, these are the original games. I don't know when the sequel came. Oh, out, but the first game came out. I think maybe two or three years before the anime, and the anime was in two thousand six, if I'm not mistaken. So that's why I was kind of surprised when I saw um, the email in my inbox from Atlas and they were like hey we're bringing over these games in 2017 and I'm like what? really? it's like okay sure why what not? kind of games are these even? they are uh, visual novel SR, um, strategy oh, RPGs okay, visual novel. yeah okay similar to I don't know if you ever saw Tears of Tiara I think that, yes. that was on PS3 that also had an anime. Yeah. Uh, though, I don't remember. I think these started on PC, so they may have had hentai scenes as well. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> oh but we all know that was not going to be in the PS4 version, so. <laughs> though if they put them on PC, I'm pretty sure they will be restored in some way. <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, I just wanted to... Leon's crossing his fingers. Yeah. Anyway. And then he can move from crossing his fingers to switching to our next topic. Nice one. Because we talked about (laughs) underwater Romano enough. (laughs) That's a nice one. I think that's enough. We uh, just received word that uh, Nintendo has been saved. Yes, exclusive um, word from Reggie himself. He, he called Leon personally and yep. uh, gave him the news. And he said his body was ready. That was about their uh, their meeting later. Oh, uh, yes. But, uh, <laughs> later that night. But uh, as most of you probably know, uh, a I guess a, a week now before this recording, the... Uh, Nintendo Switch was officially unveiled, and uh, it's a thing. Oh yes, it is. It's it's a definitely a thing. Um, I won't get into uh, all of the 
pros and cons that the uh, the Switch may have. But uh, I personally am still excited for it, despite the uh, obvious issues that Nintendo has. And uh, I I do plan on getting one. I, I think it's a very cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to be entirely honest, really, my my only uh, my only worry is the uh, is the number of games that will be brought to it. And I, that's not even talking about third party support, which uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. But uh, I I'm more worried about uh, just Nintendo being able to keep up with the pace of titles that a new console from them needs and uh i'm really not worried about the uh the actual horsepower of the system or the crazy accessories that you need to get because that's that's just par for the course from nintendo you know i i know they can make good games with uh limited hardware so i'm not really worried about that i just there just need to be a very good number of games Mm, I think there will be. I would like to think that they've learned their lessons with the Wii U. And, um, yeah, I'm interested in one as well. I mean, if I can get one, I haven't been able to get a pre-order in anywhere yet. So, I don't know. It's not looking good for me. <laughs> Even though I've gotten, I've got a Zelda pre-ordered already. That game. I need very, very badly. But, um, yeah, it's like you said, echoing on what you uh, mentioned. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I knew what to, going into the presentation, I knew what to expect from Nintendo. It's going to be Nintendo. They're not going to go up against the PS4, the Xbox One, in a head-to-head match in power or scope of games. I mean, from what we've seen so far over the past, what, week or so, the games are coming. Even if some of those are games that are coming on the other systems, like, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, um, what else? Uh, Shovel Knight. I think Shovel Knight would probably be really good on the Switch, though. So. I agree. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I, I think that, that type of game is well suited for it. Yeah, and the makers have been known. What's what do I call yacht? 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 Uh, yacht Club. Yacht Club games. Yeah, they've been known to be Nintendo fans. Yeah, that's that's one of their main uh, inspirations for making the game in the first place. So I'm sure they're gonna handle that port. Well, I guess it's a port with love. I guess what my I've biggest seen. thing is, you know, it's it's not that I don't think that. Uh, there are some good games already announced for it and coming. It's just uh, a lot of them, as you said, are ports or, you know, upgraded versions. And that's fine. And that that is something good to have, you know, given that, that uh, a lot of people didn't have a Wii U. Um, and that this is an opportunity for them to play games that they may not have had or play games that they, even if they did have it, play them, you know, in a better way, play them on the go, so on and so forth. And so I, you know, I, I think that that's great. It's just that when you really get down to it, 
the truly new games that we have announced for it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we have one more now that they had the the Fire Emblem announcement this week. Oh, but yes. there's there's Zelda, obviously. Splatoon, which is a true sequel, apparently. Uh, Splatoon 2. And the new Mario. And, of course, right. Fire Emblem, as I said. And the only ones that, uh, you know, we've really seen... Well, I would, the only one we've really seen has been Zelda. Splatoon, they showed a couple of scenes from the multiplayer, but they didn't really show much beyond that. Um, Mario, I guess we got to see a decent portion of. Yeah, even I think we got to see a good amount of Mario. Part of it was weird-ass Mario in a live-action... Well, not live-action, but a real-lifestyle world, and that is freaking man, weird is, to me that is that is odd man <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to do something about that like i that that can't be a thing that but that I, really can't be a thing i think that's probably the purpose of that level or that world i guess <laughs> to just but be to weird you out that's just super super weird and uh and then fire emblem obviously they just they don't even have a name for it yet. So is it the? I still haven't seen the video for Fire Emblem Warriors as yet. I need to. Uh, that, check oh, that's, that out. I guess that's a thing too, but that's coming out on 3ds as well. Um, have you seen it on the Switch? Uh, yes, yes. That's I didn't, they, they showed the gameplay on the Switch. Yeah, I, that, I, I didn't. Looks fine. I didn't get to see the gameplay. I need to actually. Yeah, it looks fine, look and I think that. that's going to be good. But I'm more. I'm talking about like the mainline Fire Emblem. <laughs> That we're getting. I don't and expect me to see anything on that until like maybe later this year. Or I mean, especially like given given that they just announced the new 3DS Fire Emblem and it comes out in May. You know, I mean, it's uh, they usually wait until pretty close to release for these Fire Emblem games to give much information. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Fates just came out last year. Exactly. Wow. But uh, like I said. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope it's good. I want mm-hmm. it to be good. Um, Sean, tell us about how you're going to buy one. I don't care about Nintendo. <laughs> uh, straight to the point, huh? <laughs> I guess that's my biggest thing, is I I want Nintendo to do well. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for the base sense of you know competition being good but i i honestly like i enjoy their first party games and i want to be able to continue to play those and this switch is a very cool idea you know being able to play a your home console on the go and in theory you know that's a very appealing and I guess groundbreaking idea, but uh, it all comes down to, you know, is it worth it for me to get this if I'm only going to be playing like two games on it? <laughs> all I really need is Zelda right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about anything. And, and I think for a lot of on the Wii U, though, you see, that's the thing. Yeah, true, true. But you could play it without any further investment into this new console if you truly wanted to. Very true. But, you know. But, I don't know. I anyway, moving, moving along. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like that we're, we're kind of just treading most people's thoughts on this, but uh, I, I hope it goes well for them. 
I and, agree. Uh, here's hoping for the best. Nintendo don't uh, try not to screw it up. Moving along, a um, couple of other news items that uh, we would we wanted to discuss. Um, first of which is uh, Amazon uh, has announced a new anime streaming service to go along with their uh, their Prime uh, service, which you know people may already be aware of. Um, it is a subscription service similar to Crunchyroll or Netflix or Hulu. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the, the biggest, uh, thing is that, uh, they have gotten the rights for the, uh, Neutamina block from, is that, uh, which channel is that on? Is that TV Tokyo? Uh, I uh, don't recall. Is well, it Fuji? Maybe. Either way. Um, they, they've gotten the uh, exclusive streaming rights to uh, some fairly popular anime. And uh, everyone's question is obviously how that's going to affect other streaming services. Um, you know, not just the anime centric ones like Crunchyroll and Funimation and so on and so forth, but also, uh, you know, even Netflix and, and Hulu getting access to these shows. Um, I, uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, obviously it's, uh, it's good to have competition in something like this, but I think it's, we're kind of getting to the point where, it's making it harder for anime fan, fans to legally get access to these shows unless they subscribe to like five different services. Mm-hmm. And that's what, well, not that specifically, but the reason that piracy of anime was so huge for such a long period of time was it was not easy to access and you couldn't always watch the shows that you wanted to watch and if you wanted to legally do it you had to put a pretty large amount of money into it and if we're looking at you know spending $15 a month $10 a month you know $7 $8 a month you know multiple streaming services all combined you're shelling out a pretty good chunk of money a month just to watch anime Mm-hmm. And uh, for a lot of people, that's not uh, that's not something they can do. Uh, you you're you're going to be really fragmenting access to some very good shows that are popular shows, and I, I think that that could be <clears throat> excuse me detrimental in the long run. But uh, there are also benefits to it. And, you know, Amazon is a, uh, they're very experienced with streaming. They even have their own uh, in-house uh, shows that they've developed for streaming. And so that, you know, that could lead to some interesting uh, developments like uh, Netflix and Crunchyroll have both uh, invested in producing anime series. And, you know, I, I would be willing to believe that Amazon will probably follow suit. I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, and you know, the price point isn't horrible if you're already a Prime member, you know, $5 a month. And then uh, what, did, what did we have here? If you do uh, without Prime, it's 15 well, $16 a month. Mm. And uh, that's a lot. And that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's pretty expensive. Uh, that's more than double crunchy. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, if all you want is anime, I feel like uh, right now Crunchyroll is still the best choice. But if they start to, you know, lose these big name shows that you know go exclusively to Amazon and on another subject recently happened with uh, Little Witch Academia on uh, Netflix. Um, you know, it's uh, it's rough for the companies, specifically Crunchyroll. You know, where they are not uh, they're they're not Amazon. You know, they they don't have uh, the type of resources that somewhere like Amazon has. I uh, I hope that it doesn't have a negative effect. On the uh, anime streaming industry, you can only hope. Yeah, I just think they're. I mean, overall, I don't think this is a negative thing. Whatever, they're. If you take a look at their catalog, they're filling like a lot of series that some a company like Crunchyroll can't get. For example, all these Aniplex series. Oh yeah, yeah, and I did notice a lot that, of that yeah. on Amazon they have a lot of Sentai. I guess they struck a deal with Sentai Filmworks. They have a lot of Sentai series as well. Um, there are a few crossovers, but overall, I'm kind of seeing this as Amazon is kind of filling in those holes that other companies for titles other companies can't get. Let for example, see. like Nanoha, like no one has Nanoha right now. Really. That's a. I'm even surprised to even see this on the on the list. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I see they have Gurren Lagann here. No one has that. No one has. No, Crunchyroll. Has yeah, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll has it. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say. I see they have Full Metal Panic here as well. But I'm seeing something like Tokyo Godfathers, for example, which is owned by Sony. Hmm. Um, and you wouldn't see that on. You wouldn't see that on Crunchyroll. You wouldn't yeah. see that on animation, stuff like that. The really hard to get titles. It's kind of cool seeing Amazon or Anime Strike, which is the name of the platform. It's kind of cool seeing they're able to acquire titles like those, or for example, Garden of Words, or Burpika, for example. And I think that that is obviously, you know, an advantage that Amazon has, and I, I do hope that that is the. You know the the route that they end up taking is is as you said filling in holes in the gaps of other streaming services libraries, um, and if it is going to be these series that uh, you know it's not quite as easy to access elsewhere, I you know I can maybe see it you know commanding the uh, the extra premium cost, but uh, that's still kind of tough unless you're a Prime member. As you mentioned before, I think it should have just been, as a prime should have been packaged in. Yes. I mean, $5 a month, that's that's not that much in all reality, but it would have been nice to be packaged in. But, like, the price point by itself, 16 a month, that's really high. That's pretty steep. Yeah. I mean, especially given the fact that, uh, 
the Prime is $100 a year. And, you know, Prime is a great service, and I I personally use it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think do. that if you order a lot of stuff off of Amazon and you're even slightly interested in their streaming, uh, you know, TV shows and that sort of thing, I think it's a it's well worth the value. Yeah. Um, especially now, too, where they give uh, 20% discounts on new video games. Um, I, I, I really think that it's well worth it. And I think had they uh, packaged that in with it, like it would make Prime even more of a no-brainer. You know, it would just be like, yeah, heck, this is totally worth it. I will gladly pay that amount, you know. And uh, tacking on that extra cost, even if it may be necessary to get these licenses, seems uh, slightly excessive, given that you're already subscribing to this company $100 a year. But I don't know. You know, it may, it may work out in their favor. It, it, where they can get these better deals and they can bring in anime that uh, aren't found elsewhere. It uh, it may be enough to entice people to, you know, add that extra $5 to their Prime or... I don't know. I, I also think, and this may be wrong, but maybe the reason why the separate subscription, if you don't have Prime, is so expensive is they want to push people to get Prime. I agree makes sense really yeah if you if you you know it's so much comes with it like you said yeah so i i I think that that is a a definite possibility for the pricing but who's to say um we even have um notame on here actually oh wow which i don't think even there's no license for them the u.s as far as i know are you serious and and they have it dubbed (laughs) dubbed wow so um, yeah. Amazon has connections. They can get a lot of things yeah. that, as I mentioned before, wow. a lot of other streamers' uh, streaming services cannot even touch cannot at touch. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully it works out. So I mean, yeah, I think it's good for filling in those holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, realistically, you can't expect one streaming service to have everything. No, of course not. Unfortunately, right? It yeah. would be nice, but you know, <laughs> it'd be nice, but. That's the reality of it is, even like for Western television shows, you can't expect Netflix to have everything. That's why you have Hulu, HBO Go, and stuff like that. And it's very I true. Mean, so, it's very true. Right. So I think I think overall this is a good direction. And it gives anime a lot more exposure also. I feel like it's kind of... I think like five years ago, you would never think like Amazon would have its own kind of anime streaming service at all. Yeah, that is very, very true, actually. Yeah. It just goes to show how far, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, like, uh, mainstream popularity has become but with anime. But I, I guess that's part of, part of it. Um, but partially, I think it's probably that they see that there can be a successful business there. You know, that there are a large enough group of people who are willing to pay for anime if it's easy and you know there's a good enough selection yeah well i think it's a positive thing overall i again just the price point could be yeah use some adjusting and maybe they will you know who who knows it's uh it's a new thing for them as well and so you guys will be able to try it out 
for yeah there's a seven day free trial i'm not sure if i'll be able to use it but maybe you guys can check it out and see yeah i may give it a try and uh and get back to everybody next cast but all right um uh our last news item which is uh on a completely unrelated note though slightly related um I, I'm not sure if either of you saw this when uh, when it went down, but uh, this week, earlier this week, uh, Crunchyroll announced a fairly large number of layoffs from their, uh, excuse me, their, basically like their internal engineering, like their, uh, their app developers and uh, basically their, uh, um, the people that help develop the, the platform internally. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the reason that this is a big deal is uh, number one, obviously, it's always bad when a uh, a company has to lay people off. But uh, apparently, uh, the root of these layoffs had nothing to do with uh, poor performance uh, within Crunchyroll or anything along those lines. Um, apparently, Crunchyroll's parent company, which I guess uh, there was a recent, well not recent, but I, last year they were acquired by a, a third party company or something along those lines. I don't have all the exact details, but uh, but either way, um, this was something that kind of came from the outside and uh, during this acquisition last year, um, a, uh, a new uh, CTO uh, was was placed within Crunchyroll, and uh, apparently their vision for the company hasn't always aligned with uh, with what Crunchyroll had originally set out to be. And uh, in the in this move and laying off these employees, number one, it, it creates some bad morale within the company, and number two, apparently this person did this for their own personal gain because instead of having the in-house engineers for these positions, he has decided to outsource it to another company uh, that he is actually uh, the CEO of. Mm. And uh, and yeah, so, uh, so that's the, uh, (laughs) that's the part that, uh, that was, that was pretty bad. And, uh, you know, obviously Crunchyroll is one of the biggest uh, players in the anime streaming service business right now. They're definitely the most well-known, I would probably say. Um, Yeah, which is (laughs) very funny to think about given um, even back as recently as when we uh, were all part of KZI, Crunchyroll was uh, initially an illegal streaming website. Um, yeah, but, uh, pretty far back, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it crunchy roll has always come across as a, uh, a company that is very much, uh, for anime fans and also ran by anime fans. Uh, you know, people that, that do care about the, the industry that care about, you know, bringing the shows that people care about. Obviously, their uh, levels of quality do vary quite a bit. 
uh, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they aren't exactly known for having the best uh, translations and subs. But uh, but I, I do think that the, uh, the that the staff of Crunchyroll does care about anime, and uh, I think that it shows in their uh, their public relations and and what they do in terms of uh, the series that they bring over, and even developing their own series and um so it's kind of sad to see something like this happen when it's uh you know the more uh corporate side of things that uh, it's kind of rearing its head when you when you would think of Crunchyroll as uh you know this uh very anime centric culture have something like this happen that is kind of uh, kind of just uh, really stabbing their staff yeah. in the back for lack, be- for lack of a better word <laughs> and pretty unfortunate yeah All because apparently a, apparently a lot of those staff you know even though they were not uh, involved in like the public face of Crunchyroll you know they, they worked there because they, they cared about anime and they, they cared about what they were doing and uh, I, th- I think that that's the, the sad part of it. And I obviously wish all of them the best in their, their future endeavors. And I hope that uh, this doesn't end up, you know, taking Crunchyroll on a negative path. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Sean does not care for uh, Crunchyroll's staff. So. No, I do not. <laughs> That's why I fired my anime. <laughs> Shh. But uh, that's the entire reason why you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to spite them. Um, but all right. Uh, moving back to uh, some more uh, positive uh, things. Um, the winter season for anime is... Uh, is moving along at full force and uh well i don't know if you would quite call it full force but uh there are some shows out there and uh we might be watching some of them uh might. just maybe i don't know um specifically uh, one that i do know that all three of us are watching and we've specifically decided to discuss for this cast is uh the uh little witch academia which, uh, as most of you may know, started as a, uh, a Kickstarter project with Studio Trigger in two, 2013. Is that right? 2013, yes. Okay, 2000. Part of uh, Anime Mirai. Yeah, yes. Anime Mirai project. Yes. And um, they, they released the first episode for free um, on YouTube. And uh, it was kind of like a uh, overnight hit, and people were very uh, surprised and uh, and pleased with it. And that brought on uh, the Kickstarter project for the uh, the second, uh, I guess. Would you say a OVA or movie? I really don't know. Uh, uh, OVA. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a very successful Kickstarter. Um, it was. Uh, I still believe it's the 
biggest anime Kickstarter to the no 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 under the dog I think ended up being bigger which we we know how that turned out um, but uh, we don't talk about that, that yeah that doesn't exist um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, now with things have come full circle uh, since then uh, Trigger has been very successful with the series that they have put out and I, I do feel like that uh, Little Witch Academia kind of kickstarted all of that. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we, uh, you know, we've had, uh, uh, kill the kill from then from them. Um, and just a lot of other, uh, uh, you know, very popular projects. And, uh, now we're back to where they're able to, I guess, uh, fulfill what they wanted to do in the first place with little witch, witch academia and make it into a series. And, uh, it seems pretty good so far. So, uh, what are, what are your all's uh, first impressions? Um, I've seen the first two, but I think Shay, you mentioned you only seen the first. Yes, one. I've only seen the first episode so far. What about you, Leon? I saw the first two. Okay, well, we'll I guess we'll talk strictly the first one. Yeah. If you, um, if you guys want to talk about the second one, it's okay because I I probably plan on watching it very soon, and I'm okay with being spoiled. Mm. Well, nothing really happens so don't worry yeah um <laughs> uh i thought it's fine so far um i think for other reason i feel like i was more drawn into the the first ova back in 2013 well the first uh, episode was kind of a retelling of that almost now see to be honest i don't really remember the first OVA, <laughs> so was the episode one really retelling it remember it being very different from what I remember. Well, the the portion where they like actually get to the school and everything was very different, mm -hmm. but the initial mm -hmm. part where she like uh, sees that uh, that witch and like she's at that show, shiny um, terrier. Well, what about the whole segment when they're in the forest and that's how they? No, 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 that, that was that wasn't. Uh, See, that's completely yeah, that's completely different. different. But the but her okay, so like her the, inspiration for becoming a witch is still the yes, same. the setup was the same. Mm -hmm. Right, but uh, everything after that was very different. Yeah, everything. The things that are different are, I mean, I don't know. It's the same characters and everything, but same uh, characters, yeah. right? It's just a different scenario mm -hmm. for the most part. I remember seeing uh, something that said, um, "I think after I saw the first episode, because this is my first exposure to um, Little Witch Academia. I didn't see the uh, the OVA." Oh really? Okay. Before, so I went into it pretty much blind. I mean, I was familiar with the character designs, not their names, so I recognized them uh, almost instantly. But um, I saw something that said uh, it was a good idea for Trigger to um, basically reboot the series for well, as far as for, for TV. So I didn't read the article in its entirety, but uh, so from what I gathered, that it's not the exact same thing in the OVAs, uh, as far like you guys were talking about the the beginning. So mm -hmm. I have no reference, of course. So I don't think it was a bad thing that they decided to do that. It's just uh, you know having seen the other two, I guess it kind of. Uh, almost makes you feel like they threw that out the window. 
for better or for worse, you know, obviously time will tell. You know, who knows? The series may end up being much better. But uh, I feel like I'm unfairly judging TV series, maybe because compared to the OVA, you have a lot, you have a much tighter execution in terms of the characters and story. Which one? Whereas it's and for the OVA, you have a tighter okay. execution because you have 40 minutes to kind of set up everything and tell like a whole story mm-hmm. pretty much and close it. Whereas the TV series, I, I think the first episode started off a little slow. Same thing with the second episode, which much doesn't really happen, to be honest. See, that's my I feel like that's my worry. I feel like they're gonna just like try to drag it out. Well, yeah. I think this is twenty five episodes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and not that I think that they're gonna try to drag out the events that happened in the OVAs, but it's, <sighs> I guess you know, having watched them, it just kind of feels like you're treading through the development that you already had occur in the OVAs. Mm-hmm. But at a slower pace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, for me, well, since I didn't watch them, it's... My impressions are... I really liked what I saw in the first two episodes. So the characters are funny. They're fun. Um, the three main girls, I'm guessing they're the three main girls. I'm not sure if... Yeah, you know, I kind of hate the three main girls, <laughs> and I wish Diana was the main character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just about to mention Diana. I don't know if she's going to be a part of, like, a main four, because, you know, I don't know uh, how it worked in the Well, movies. she's kind of like the, the Draco Malfoy. Because, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I was about to get to Diana, and maybe it's because, you know, we've all gotten older and more mature over the past what, 10 or so years. So I, I saw when a character was introduced and I looked at the three. I still think they're fun, but then I look at Diane and I'm like, okay, um, here's a witch that is actually working <laughs> to be a witch and she's... See, that's my problem I have with the main character and I agree with you on this completely, Leon. It's just you have Diana who's actually like working hard and studying yeah. to like learn the, her magic and whatever. And yeah, she comes with like the family lineage and whatnot for like right. 1500 years. Right. But like then the main, the main character is just trying to get through like everything with just like assholes. Basically. Precisely. Like, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with, with that sort of, um, approach and say, Gurren Lagen, because Gurren Lagen is Gurren Lagen. You can right. you can come up with this whole believe in me who believes in you blah 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 blah. We can we'll always make it through. Uh, pull the drill out of your soul. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But here I'm like, it isn't bothering me. But as soon as I saw that, I'm like, hmm. And I feel yeah. like that that wasn't quite as much of a thing in the OVA. Like it, uh, it was there. You know, like it was obviously like, you know, she's not as talented, so she has to, you know, mm-hmm. believe in hope that she right. can do these things. But I, I feel like in the in the in the anime so far, like it's just making it seem like she just doesn't care, even care to try. Yeah. Cause, right, yeah. Because yeah, when when I saw the like the, the opening scene of the first episode and uh, what's the witch, which is called a uh, shiny chariot. Mm hmm. When she said, what was the exact quote? Uh, um, 
your heart or the belief in your heart is your magic. I was like, yeah, oh, it's your own God, magic. Yeah. Don't tell me. I say, oh no. <laughs> say, what does that mean? What are you talking about? I'm already just gonna ass pull her way throughout the entire 25 episodes <laughs> of the series. See, and that's that's where I saw. It. I was like, okay, can she do anything without this uh, staff that that clearly isn't hers? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, is she going to rely on this for the whole series or is she actually going to learn magic at the moment? It doesn't seem like she's going to learn. Like she's already expressing issues with classes. Once she started that, I was like, mm, I mean, no. I guess it's, it's early for us. To yeah. It's early. This, yeah. You know? And, and so, I mean, like, obviously, you know, I mean, it's not like, Everybody always, you know, I know I didn't always love going to all my classes and that kind of stuff. Of course not. Mm, yeah. But, um, but you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where if she truly, like, she wants, she wants to, to be, be a witch and she wants to do these things, well, you know, Duh. that's yeah. what you have to do. And so, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't like, that's. I guess that's the part that I didn't really care for was it was just like, eh, I'm not going to worry about that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's where that... um. I think that's where that teacher is going to come into play. Uh, Ursula, mm-hmm. I believe was her name. I, uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much interested in seeing the, in all the world and cle- she clearly has something to do with, um, chariot. That's her, that's her name, right? The, the shine, shiny chariot. She has something to do with her. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? Cause I started to entertain the idea that she might be carry it herself but (laughs) well the biggest thing for me is you know obviously trigger you know their animation is very fun to watch yeah so you know that that's what has kept me interested and that was what initially interested me in it in the first place back when the ovas first came out but i feel like that their introduction to the world their introduction to the characters was done much better in the ova than the anime has done it so far. And as we said, it may just be that they're going to like drag it out and, you know, eventually we will get to that same point of development. Right. But uh, right now it's just kind of frustrating, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess I'll have to see the OVAs eventually for myself, but so far I like what I'm seeing. I definitely want to see more. I want to see more of the world, uh, that, that they're going to be, be building. More of the characters. I saw some scenes in the what was it? In the ending sequence. I don't know if it's actually going to be explored in uh, the show itself, like them going on field trips. And I swear I saw a a, um, a still of them playing some sports game that looked like Quidditch, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Is that what I think it is? And I look, I, I went back and I paused it and was like, no, okay. It doesn't look like they're playing that, even though they're on brooms flying with like hockey sticks or whatever it was. I don't know what it was, but it looks interesting. And, um, I definitely want to see more of Diana so far. She's, um, she really got my attention um, when, when she popped up in the second episode, right? Yeah, in the second episode. But um, I still, I still think I the the three main. See, Diana's girls. an interesting character because she actually knows how to use magic. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's what you want to more see more of. Yep. Yep. You don't want to see more of the main character relying on the shiny rod the whole time. Yeah. And, like, begging it to do magic. <laughs> it's like, come on, hit the fucking books. So go study. Do the lessons. That way, for us, the viewers, through those lessons, that's that's a way of world building, too. You get to learn the magic, the lore, and stuff like that. Yep. Exactly. And you probably will see that. I, I I hope so. I hope we see that. I think that's what that, like, like, like I said, that Ursula, uh, Ursula, hopefully that's what she's going to do. Even in, and you know, obviously you have to make the comparison and we have been with, with Harry Potter, you know, Harry wasn't like a gifted wizard right away. You know, he had to work at it. Mm -hmm. And so that, but he wanted to be a wizard. He wanted to be there, you know, and so he did it. Whereas it, it feels like that's not quite happening in this, you know, yeah. <laughs> yet. Yet, as far obviously, as we can tell, you know, yeah. so I, he wasn't just like magically given these powers, you know, and Hey, you're great. Now you're a great wizard. You can do everything. You know, that's not, that's not how it works. And I, I feel like that they're just relying on that a little bit too much for her right now. But I, I, I feel like my perception on it comes just purely from where I've seen the OVAs. And I, I feel like that that is making me feel the way I am about mm-hmm. it because I know that these characters weren't quite developed like that originally. Hmm. She knew magic in the OVAs, didn't she? Or I honestly don't remember. She well, she still finds the shiny rod thing. But she knows like basic. Yeah, like she things. goes to her classes. Like she's struggling because she's like not right. quite as talented. But she's like, oh, you know, um, I really want to learn magic. You know, I'm gonna keep trying, even though I'm doing bad. And then she finds right. the shiny rod. It's not like in the second episode. She's just like, fuck all this. Yeah, <laughs> This yeah. isn't like my dream <laughs> 10 years like, ago. Yeah, like she... Uh, I can't remember exactly what happens in the first one, but she she finds the shiny rod, and a bunch of stuff happens. And uh, I think that at the end, she ends up like not being able to rely on it or something like that. And I honestly don't remember. The other girls have to help her out or something i don't know um i guess we'll see i i really don't know yeah. how how exactly if they are going to follow along with what happened in the ova or if they're not but uh I, i'm glad that they're doing it because I, I think that the world that they've created is very interesting and can make for a good anime i just feel like the the main characters are kind of holding it back right now hmm. yeah i agree make diana the main character <laughs> <laughs> well like i said hopefully we see more of diana because i think she brings uh, a balance to the whole believe in your heart and the cards of the magic and blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like okay so like, let's have a little less of that and more of you know some logic here. <laughs> I think we're going to have to start a, uh, a hashtag for Diana to, to make her more of a prominent character. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, but yeah so looking, looking forward to it more. Uh, yeah. My first experience with it, so it's pretty fun. Hopefully, uh, it continues in a uh, in a positive way. But uh, I guess moving along, uh, we wanted to touch on uh, the uh, the other shows from the winter season that uh, that mm. we're currently watching, and uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, respectfully step back as i have only watched little <laughs> little witch academia Kinda hang up the call yep uh but uh so uh so what 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 else are you you guys watching for this season mm, well i guess we'll go on to the main event with leon the main event <laughs> well sean saw what i was watching earlier uh uh earlier today actually that was the second episode i saw the first a uh, few days ago of um saga of tanya the evil <laughs> oh man i don't know i can't remember how we talked about this in the preview but oh not man positively. was it positive or I, I can't remember not positively man i'm really enjoying this so far <laughs> well it's the first time watching anime and no it's <laughs> I'm not sure how to describe this to you guys. It's so, it's so engaging. The very first episode, it doesn't, it doesn't explain to you how Tanya came to be in the world that she's in right now. That, that happens all in the second episode. The very first episode basically focuses on her and her, uh, battalion. And they're basically showing you the world, showing you this war that's happening between um, countries. The country that Tanya is a part of is called the Empire, or some the Empire Burink or something like that. I'm not sure what country they're supposed to be. I don't think it's Germany. <laughs> I don't think so. But um, yeah. Uh, Sean, you saw the screenshots that I posted, right? I did. She has a plethora of facial expressions, I've noticed. I think a more accurate title for this show, like I said, would be The Many Faces of Tanya the Evil. Because this chick, (laughs) she literally has a face almost for any in every situation. Whether she's killing someone, chewing out someone, or just uh, thinking about something or whatever. Uh, the acting is pretty good as well, at least in my, in my opinion. It may not be as well... Mm, I don't want to compare it to Trigger, but I, I enjoyed what I've seen so far. The... Um, well... First, let me say what they are. She's a mage. So she was reborn in this world where mages exist. And she is the main... Basically, she's an ace, what they call her. But it hasn't been explained yet why magic exists in this world. Actually, you know what? Have either of you played Valkyria Chronicles? Yes. It's something like that. The world is similar, very similar to that. Like, like European setting? Yeah. It's very similar to that. 
And okay. um, it isn't that advanced. It doesn't have that much science. So the second episode really is where, where things start to fall into place. And I don't really want to go... I don't really want to spoil much of it, but we already know when we did the preview that this Tanya is actually a salary man. This is a guy that died in our world and was reborn in a, the in another world as a little girl. Yeah, I think that was what we uh, talked about yeah. <laughs> during our winter preview. So this guy is basically, well, I guess he's a girl now. Well, anyway, when he was in our world, he was a... um. I don't know what their position for that person is called. He is the guy in the company that basically lays off people uh, and fires them and tell them they're fired. So That's what I do with this guy. Oh, God. <laughs> so he basically did that to some guy in the second episode. Because this is basically... The, the second episode is called Prologue. He did that to this guy. Um, he had, you know, the same... Uh, sop, some sad story. He has bills to pay, a daughter in college, yada, yada, yada. So he did his job and he ends up being pushed off a train platform, you know, into an incoming uh, subway train. And this is where he basically meets God. <laughs> and God tells him, okay, um, you seem to not believe in me. Or, you know, you lack faith. So since you lack faith, I'm going to put you in a world where you're going to need faith in order to survive. And um, from there, you see how she was born and how she came up into the ranks as a soldier. And um, I think one of the most interesting things about it so far, two episodes in, because I think it's only going to be 12 episodes, I'm not sure, is that this is a character that excels in logic. She analyzes every situation, and no matter if it, if someone has to die, she will have that happen, That because that happened in the first episode. And um, basically, I want to see more of it. It's really, I think it's really good. And I I would ask both of you to at least try out the very first episode <laughs> to see if you would like it. Even though we, when we spoke about it in the preview, we basically joked about it before. I think you two will like it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Sean. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch it if Shay watches it. No, you said you would watch it. You would watch the first episode of I... If I watched all three, right? I don't remember that. Yes, you did, actually. We spoke about this last night. Hmm. Mm, do you have proof? Yep. Yes, I, I don't do. Know about that. I do. <laughs> Let's talk but, about Tanya. No, but really, it's... Overall, I was all over the place with the first two episodes. But overall, seriously, I think it's going to be a fun show. The action is definitely on point so far. Um, the animation is really good. I won't say it's like trigger quality or anything. I, I don't even remember who's who's doing the the uh, the studio behind it. Oh man! I know Aoyuki is the main character. Let me see. Aoyuki is Tanya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um. 
So maybe I'll watch it for that. Oh, the studio. Oh, yeah. I now I remember the studio. It's nuts. Oh yeah, I mean, from that last week. And it's their very. This is, and apparently this is their first show because I don't see anything else under their name. And surprisingly, it's pretty good. Really, I, there's no noticeable, you know, jank. No badly drawn scenes or anything like that. So, yeah, I would ask, you know, oh, and apparently Funny licensed this. Oh, boy. Funny has this already? Let me see. License, yep, Funny Animation. Funny? Funimation? Apparently. Shit, Funimation, what are you doing? (laughs) But, um, yeah, definitely at least give 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 it a look. Because... It surprised the hell out of me. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. I just fired up the first episode saying, let's give it a whirl. How bad could it be? And then I was surprised. I liked it. I went on to the second episode. Still like it. And I think the other, the remaining eight is going to be a very interesting journey. I want to see how it turns out and how this whole God thing works. So... Yeah. That's the only other thing I've seen uh, from winter. I haven't gotten the chance to check out um, Seiran. Seiran? Seiran? Seiran. Seiran. Yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to check that out yet. I was uh, thinking about watching that. Oh, okay. I thought thought you would have already seen it. Uh, Maybe by the next cast, I might see a few episodes. I may. Yeah, I may as well. Since, you know, because of the whole Amagami vibes coming from it. And I think it actually is related to Amigami in some form. I know. I mean, it's the same character designer. Um, I don't know if it's in the same universe or Mm. timeline or setting. Mm, I'm not sure. I don't recall. But, um, yeah. So, that's it for me from, from Winter. But I think I will possibly be talking about it on each episode until it ends. Until it ends, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> we will see. Let's, 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 let's say it like that. We will see. We shall see. But what about you, Sean? What else? What have you seen other than Little Witch Academia? Um, I've been watching Gintama. Oh, yes. The um, final season, right? Yes. I feel like I'll talk more about that in the next episode. We have our Let's Talk About Babu discussion. What? Right, Shane? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, you'll see in the next, in two weeks for our next episode. Mm. Um, other than that, I've been watching Ami Shibai. Oh, uh, yeah. Season four, um, as mentioned in our previous episode, it's pretty much what I expected. It's it more often than not, it's missing than than it is hitting. Unfortunately, um, I think I'll still stick by it since it's only three to five minutes per episode, and it's not the worst thing ever. But considering I do, I really like the first season. I feel like. I really wanted to succeed as a horror series. Hmm. So I'm hoping it'll get better and kind of find its stride. 
Hopefully. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, winter has as much, like we said, a sleeper season, so I'm just watching Little Witch, Gintawa, and that. And um, carrying on with March Comes In Like a Lion as well. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot that's that's still ongoing. That's more than one core? Yeah, it's 22 episodes, I think. Hmm. That's an uh, odd number. Well, Shaft is doing it, so oh, yeah, it makes Shaft, sense. Shaft likes to do that. Odd numbers. 22 episodes, what the hell? <laughs> and that's it? That's it. Hmm. I guess That's it. we'll probably go over Saren in the next next time. And more Tanya. Oh yeah. Hopefully it keeps up keeps up the quality. Yes. Probably not, but yes. Let's say we'll <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> well you will see too, because you have seen an episode Maybe. or two before then. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm. Seems unlikely. Yes. <laughs> Almost as likely as Shay watching anime. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, well, I guess that uh, pretty much wraps things up for, uh, for this time. And uh, we will be back very soon with our next episode. And we will be touching on all of these topics and more with maybe a uh, as Sean said a uh, special surprise as well mm. Mm. special <laughs> surprise huh can't wait to see this <laughs> but <Biden> is excited <laughs> but once again thank you thank you very much for uh, for listening we really appreciate everyone for checking out the show we are very happy to be back on a set schedule and uh, here's to hoping we can continue to stick with it. As always, you can check us out online at uh, allfiction.net. Follow us on Twitter at uh, allfiction.net. Follow us on Facebook at allfictionweb. And uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am twitter.com slash touche. Uh, Sean is twitter.com slash afrogene. And Tommy is twitter.com slash prince leon. Uh, and uh, that pretty much uh, wraps everything up. Everybody have a good night. Brett's, uh, I mean, uh, confirmation tonight. <laughs> We're going to get sued now, Leon, because of you. <laughs>